What is up, Degenerates? It's free agency week one. I'm your host, Mr. Steve Sampson, the Dynasty Degenerate. Living the dream right now in uh, the, the Dynasty offseason. Got a ton of stuff for you this week. We've been uh, missing in action again for a couple of weeks. I ended up uh, running to Texas for a week last week to work. So wasn't able to get an episode out there, but uh, you're getting a long episode this week. So here to break it down with me is uh, my co-host, the international degenerate, Canadian degenerate, uh, Mr. Ben Steffen. Ben, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing pretty good, Steve. I'm busy up here. I'm in the middle of a move, so I got boxes everywhere and uh, trying to live off the bare bones of the house, but uh, hopefully in the next couple weeks we'll be moved and settled in, so... Uh, yeah, all things are good. Ready for the fantasy season to really kick off as it started to with uh, combine hype. So, yeah, good to go, man. Nice, nice. Once you had the uh, offseason start out with a huge trade for your team, so we'll be able to talk about that too. Definitely. So our uh, intern has decided to join us this week, um, calling out from behind the stacks of paper. So we're joined by Mr. Connor Dockham gonna help us break down all the free agents and stuff connor how you doing doing good steve doing good glad to be back everyone i'm finally on spring break well coming up on my last day of spring break for for college and you know i graduate in less than three months so pretty excited for that and ready to talk about what what's been going on in free agency so far awesome well congratulations uh three months thank you and then you'll start paying back Millions of dollars in student loan. <laughs> I don't have student loan. Really? That's community wow. college. It's community Jesus, college. I wish my parents were rich. You hear, <laughs> you hear that, mom? You could have paid for my college. <laughs> oh goodness! All right, so we did the uh, we did the award show ballot on the last episode. So we're gonna go over the questions you guys took the time to answer for us. So we're going to go over the questions and answers and then we'll get into the free agents. All right. So first question in the fantasy award show ballot for last season Who's a fantasy football regular season MVP? That's loud. There we go. All right, so our choices for this were Josh Jacobs finishes the RB2. Austin Eckler finishes the RB1. Uh, Justin Jefferson finishes the wide receiver one. And Jalen Hurts finishes the QB1. So Hurts got 30% of the vote. Uh, Josh Jacobs eked him out with 33.3% of the vote. Uh, Eckler pulled 20%, and Justin Jefferson had 16.7%. Ben, who did you pick on this? Uh, I had Jalen Hurts on this one. Um, It's close. Just where where he was being drafted, and uh, just he was very consistent all season, which is something I really liked. Um, Those guys that you could find in the mid-rounds, if they can win you championships, I really like that. And uh, QB play seemed to be really bad this year, so if you could get a good QB, like that was that was huge in uh, 
in my opinion. So that's kind of why I went that direction. Yeah. I, uh, I can understand that. Um, as much as I was down on him at the beginning of the season and, and last season for sure. Um, he definitely stepped up his game. He definitely improved and deserved to be on the ballot. Connor, who uh, do you remember who you voted for? I believe I picked Jalen Hurts as well because of how bad the quarterbacks were in fantasy this year. And Jalen Hurts was the only notable one that put up lots of fantasy points and a lot of fantasy owners like won championships with him on the roster. Yeah, no, that's, that's fair. Um, myself, I took Josh Jacobs. So I win. <laughs> um, no, I mean, it, it was very close. And uh, those are the ones you like to see that are that are close. That means everybody's got a different opinion. And uh, we value – you can see how we value a few of the players a little bit differently. But uh, I do think that both of those guys really contributed to championship teams this year. Um, so we'll move on to the second question, which was, who is a fantasy playoff MVP? For weeks 15 to 17. So our choices on this one were Austin Eckler, who got 43.3% of the vote. Uh, George Kittle, who got 26.7%. Jarek McKinnon, who got 23.3%. And CeeDee Lamb, who got 6.7%. Um, so obviously, over almost half of us feel that Austin Eckler was the fantasy football MVP for the playoffs. Um, ben? Um, I don't have Eckler anyways, anywhere, so I really didn't pay too much attention to him, honestly. So for me, I just went with my fantasy playoff MVP, which was McKinnon. Um, I had about three leagues that I won championships off of, and he became a pretty steady contributor the whole way through and kind of saved me on some running back injuries. So for me, he was my fantasy MVP, uh, uh, playoff MVP. Yeah. All three of these guys really had a great three weeks for the playoffs. So yeah. it, it, it's not a, a, a knock on any of them by any means. They, they all contributed. It probably contributes more to uh, which one of these guys you owned and, and a lot more people owned Eckler, I think. So Connor? Definitely, yeah. Yeah, for when I won my family league championship, I had both Jarek McKinnon and C.D. Lamb on my roster. So I wish I could give it to both of them, but – Jarek McKinnon, I had to go Jarek McKinnon because wow. he just like because he, he was a waiver claim for me. Yeah. And he just just came out of nowhere during the playoffs. And he's the reason I, I won my family league championship. Nice. Hi, Ben. I want to copy you. Right. What the <laughs> fuck is going on here? <laughs> we were studying together I, in the library. I guess so. Were you holding hands too? <laughs> uh, no wonder you guys both lost so many leagues hell no I, know. <laughs> I think i was four out of five of my championships i well we'll give it an asterisk one on most of them yeah but, we uh, won't get into that, that that's, yeah. yeah you you definitely should have that one but uh all right so question number three who is a fantasy rookie of the year um chris Olave finished at the wide receiver 25 got 10 percent of the vote Garrett Wilson, who finishes a wide receiver 22, that's 26.7% of the vote. And Kenneth Walker, who finishes the RB19 on a short season, um, finished with 63.3% of the vote. I think he came in at, what, week four when he took over? 
Yeah. Like that. So, and Kate Otten, who I just threw in there because I wanted to have four things, uh, didn't get a vote. <laughs> so, uh. <laughs> I, thought, I figured at least somebody might might vote for him, but uh, but no, I, I I wanted to have one of each position and uh, tight end. He was really yeah. the only rookie tight end to put in there. Uh, likely was okay, but I thought. I thought oh yeah, Kate Otten had an okay year. I thought he was a little Especially bit that more dependable Saints. going down the stretch at a position that was very streamable last year. So, um, yeah, you guys vote for anybody but Walker. No, I think I believe I voted for Walker. Okay. Yep. Uh, don't want to don't want to cheat you out of who you picked. Uh, Just for argument's sake, do you think Brees Hall was on his trajectory to take that award? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I mean, at least it would have so. been. At least I think it would have been close. You know what I mean? I think. Yeah, you might have had a split vote. Yeah, because but... it would have been it would have been Walker and Hall, and then Wilson and Olave, and, and it probably would have been a lot closer between at least three of them. Yeah. Um, injuries suck, especially ACL injuries. Yeah, they do. But... Hopefully, he comes back next year and hopefully, is still. Hopefully, we can work dominant. him on the ballot next year for comeback player of the year. Yeah. So uh, number four, best early round draft value. This was overwhelmingly uh, Josh Jacobs. Ninety <laughs> uh, percent of us voted for Josh Jacobs, who was uh, had an ADP of forty eight and finished as the RB one. Uh, other uh, AJ Brown finished second with ten percent, and he was his ADP was thirty eight. He finished as a wide receiver four. Jalen Waddle and Travis Etienne were the other two. That one, uh, I kind of expected Jacobs to win by a pretty decent amount. But I will say I did not expect for nobody to vote for Waddle or ETN. And I didn't think it would be 90%. So that's awesome. Yep. Um, <clears throat> question five, best mid-round draft value. This one was a lot closer. Uh, so we had Devonta Smith, who had an ADP of 93. He was the 37th wide receiver off the board. He finishes wide receiver 10. Uh, Miles Sanders, ADP of 83, drafted as the RB30, finished as the RB10. Um, both of them had 20% of the vote. Christian Kirk was had an ADP of 100. He was drafted as a wide receiver 41, finished as a wide receiver 14. He got 26% of the vote. And Tony Pollard. With an ADP of 86, was drafted as the RB33 and finished as the RB7. And he ended up with 33% of the vote. So uh, Pollard is a winner for that category. I'm pretty sure I picked Pollard. Um, Connor? Uh, yeah, I picked Pollard as well. He, he, got just, he just got more work than Zeke. And that that's what's going to happen. Well, not not always, but that's uh, we'll go with that. Ben, uh, ben, yeah, I don't know. I went with Christian Kirk on this one. I, if you hadn't given me the numbers, I probably would have went a different direction. But uh, I mathed it for this one. I just kind of took the difference between ADP finish and then. Um, where they were drafted, and I kind of mathed that out a bit. Yeah, did some pluses and minuses, and he came out. I think sneaked out away, just past uh, <clears throat> Pollard on that one. So that's why I went with Kirk. 
but uh, I could see Tony Pollard easily for the award. Um, I'm already seeing people predicting he's going to be worth a first round pick this year. Um, Pollard? Yeah. yeah. Which I don't know. I could see it. Maybe or if he like wasn't coming off the second. injury. I mean, we'll s- I would say. Yeah, we'll, we'll have to mm. see with that. I, yeah. I've seen the same yeah, thing as you, but I don't, I don't like that. I'd be. I don't like that value. Everything is subject to change. It is. It'd be hard to draft him in the first round coming off the injury he had. Oh, I'm definitely not drafting him in the first round. Uh, if <laughs> yeah. I'm in a startup, no way. E- even though he's fairly young still, uh, he- he's a third round, fourth round pick for me. Uh, yeah. You know, because he's still going to be in a committee. It's just gonna, not going to be with Zeke. Most likely it's probably going to be Malik Davis. Or Yeah, draft, I just picked but... him up in the dynasty. So, yeah. Um, but, I mean, any, any of those four, it was close. Any of those four guys were, were good value where they got drafted. So, I, I don't fault anybody for picking who they picked because uh, they, mm-hmm. they were all good choices. Um, so, yeah. let's move on to question six, the best late round draft value. And this was for rounds 10 plus. Um, uh, Evan Ingram had an ADP of 186. Drafted as a tight end 22, even after Ben said he was going to have a breakout year. And he yep. finished as a tight end six. And he got uh, 3% of the vote. His mom voted for him. Jesus. <laughs> just just me. It probably was just Ben. Um, let's see. Garrett Wilson was ADP of 134. And he's drafted as a wide receiver 50, finished as a wide receiver 21. And he got 6% of the votes. Jamal, uh, Justin Fields had an ADP of 146, was drafted as a quarterback 18, finished as a quarterback 5. And he got 26.7% of the votes. And our winner was Jamal Williams, who was drafted as the RB49 and finished as the RB9 this year. With sixty three point three percent of the vote, so pretty pretty big landslide there with Williams. Um, I would imagine Ben, you picked Ingram just because you hyped him up. Um, that and the gap between tight end twenty two and tight end six is gigantic. Yeah. Um, the tight end position was such a shit show. Like outside of Kelsey, it was even the other guys until the end of the season when Kittle took off. It was all over the place, but he had some really big weeks that could steal you wins mm-hmm. off a guy. Like if you're against anyone that didn't have uh, Kelsey, he could win you a week, even if you had down spots at other positions. Yeah. Um, just cause some of the monster weeks he had. So that's kind of why I went that direction. And uh, I would, yeah, just the tight end position being a, a massive disaster. But um, yeah, that was my thinking. And of course a little bit because I was trying to troll Brian a bit. After the conversation in the early part of the off season last year, <laughs> of course, why wouldn't you, uh, yeah. Connor? Who'd you pick there? I picked, uh, I believe, I picked Justin Fields because, uh, like, going into the fantasy season, I thought Justin Fields was going to be the worst fantasy quarterback because of uh, his lack of weapons and his lack of talent around him, but. Like in the middle of the season, he like he was working on his own, scrambling a lot. He he looked good, and I think that's gonna bo- really boost his draft stock 
especially next year because he got DJ Moore, which we'll talk about later. And yeah, I, I, I just feel like Justin Fields really turned it around. Okay. And I feel like he deserves that. Deserves deserves all that credit. Yeah. No, I mean that's fair. Um, obviously, I went with Jamal Williams, and just he he was a guy that made fantasy rosters. I mean, you picked him up as a handcuff to to Swift, and uh, you were starting him every week because of the touchdown upside. So. Yeah, um, that was that was huge value. So uh, we'll move on to question seven. The best waiver wire ad for this 2022 season. We had uh, Taysom Hill, Juwan Johnson. Uh, I, punt, I put them together just because Taysom Hill was only viable like three weeks. And then Juwan Johnson kind of hit later in the season. Um, 10% of the vote there. Uh, Jarrett McKinnon. Pulled 30% of the vote. Uh, Zay Jones. Yeah, I don't even... I I should look up who voted for Zay Jones, but I'm not going to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, Geno Smith, who uh, was the winner, pulled 56.7% of the uh, votes on that. Um, I mean, it's not often that you're going to pick up a quarterback on waivers that finishes at the quarterback six, so... Yeah, that's not going to happen a lot. You know, and uh, Jarek McKinnon, he was another guy you picked up at partways through the season when uh, Edwards Alaire got hurt. And uh, he was a guy that, like Ben said earlier, could have helped you win you know, your fantasy league. So both of those guys were pretty solid for waiver wire ads. Uh, question eight, we'll move on to that. Fantasy Rebound Player of the Year. Uh, Justin Fields, who finished the 2021 season as a quarterback 31, finished his last year as a quarterback 5. He got 10% of the vote. Um, Jerry Judy finished as a wide receiver 85 in 2021, finished last year as a wide receiver 23. Christian McCaffrey finished 2021 as the RB 28 with the injury and finished the 22 season as the RB3. And uh, he got 20% of the vote. And Saquon Barkley was 2021 the RB30 and finished this last year as the RB6. And he pulled 66.7% of the vote. Wow. And I'm assuming you picked uh, McCaffrey? Yeah, I mean, the guys had how many seasons of being out, 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 and then comes back, plays every single game for two teams and goes to RB three. Um, like they weren't drafted that far apart. So I met again, this was when I math between the two guys. Uh, McCaffrey was drafted two spots or was finished two spots ahead, but finished three spots ahead this time. So um, that's plus one in my books. So that's where I had him. Um, Judy didn't do enough. Like if he had finished in the top 10 or something like that, um, he would have been on my radar and then fields. Um, yeah. To me, it was between the three guys and I just was picking one of the, one of the two running backs that were rebounding off of injuries. And I went with the one with the higher finish. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, Connor. I picked Saquon. He really turned it around this year. 
people thought that he was going to get traded or he wasn't going to get resigned by uh, the Giants this offseason, which that was wrong. Um, yeah, he, he, he this was a big prove-it year for Saquon, so good for him. That's why I voted for him. Yeah, I mean, between him and McCaffrey, both guys had had some injury struggles and uh, mm-hmm. both overcame those this year, but uh, I went with Justin Fields. I mean, he, he was pretty much the worst quarterback in the league in 2021 um, due to many different things, uh, being a rookie, having no offensive line, having no weapons. Um, it was just a, it was a shit show for him. And to come back the way he did this year and be able to finish as a quarterback five was, uh, was pretty good. So uh, all, all three of those guys really had great seasons and uh, deserved to be on the ballot. Um, number nine, fantasy breakout player of the year. We have uh, Chris Olave, uh, Garrett Wilson, Kenneth Walker the third, and Tony Pollard. Uh, Olave got seven uh, percent of the vote. Uh, Kenneth Walker got twenty three percent. Garrett Wilson had thirty percent, and Tony Pollard had forty. So it's pretty close between three guys. Um, and I, this is another one where I think if Brees Hall had been healthy all season, he'd be on it too, and, and we pretty much have a four-way tie. Um, how, what do you guys think of this, and, and who'd you vote for, Connor? Who did I vote for? I don't even, I don't even remember. Well, who do you vote um, for now? Out of all those names, I would probably vote for, for Pollard. All right. Ben? Uh, I took Garrett Wilson because I took this as breaking out and going to be going that direction for a while. And uh, out of those four guys, the person I would draft the highest is probably Garrett Wilson. So that's uh, that's why I did that. Also, mind you, this was before the current QB conundrum that the Jets find themselves in. So I might change that answer today. But at that time, um, I had Garrett Wilson on the highest trajectory and uh, as a breakout star. So. Yeah, no, that's fair. I, I picked Wilson myself um, just yeah. because I figured longer term. And I, I f- expect Paul to still be in some type of committee, even if he's leading it. Um, but, uh, yeah. Uh, so question 10, the biggest second half turnaround. Um, so the first rank will be what the player was from weeks one to eight. The second will be weeks nine to 17. Um, so the first one is... Zay Jones, who was a wide receiver 53 for the first half of the season, finished as a wide, wide receiver 14 on the second half. Uh, he got uh, 4% of the vote. The second player, Najee Harris, was the RB28. People were talking about dropping him. Uh, second half of the season, came back, finished as the RB7. Uh, he got 10% of the votes. Jarrett McKinnon, who was the RB50 the first half of the season, came back and finished as the RB8. And he had 16.7. And uh, with an overwhelming 70%, Christian Watson was the winner of this one. Uh, Watson was a wide receiver of 113 on the first half of the year and finished as a wide receiver 8 for the second half of the year. So huge turnaround. 
uh, got healthy, finally got on the same page with Aaron Rodgers and uh, really didn't look back. So you guys have a different answer? No, the gap from one, I, uh, 113 Watson. to eight is crazy. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, yeah, that, that if 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 uh, if I have a wide receiver that's at that position, I'm dropping him. But if you if you held on to him throughout the season, props to you, man. That that takes extreme commitment. There's a lot of bouncing of him from IR to the roster back to IR. <laughs> yeah, I did that <laughs> a lot not, to yeah. not release him because like, you would have never got him back. So that was all our, our boom players. Um, so now we'll go over the bus. Question 11 was, who was the biggest first-round bust? And we had uh, Cooper Cup, Najee Harris, DeAndre Swift, and Jonathan Taylor. Uh, it, w- it was Jonathan Taylor with I, this. With over two I would like to go. Yeah, John, I voted for Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, um, <laughs> I feel like everyone should have. Yeah, it was... Uh, Taylor uh, was, was, you know, drafted at number one overall for a lot of leagues. If he wasn't number one, he was number two, and he did not return any value really outside of one or two weeks. Yeah, he had a good first week, and then he just disappeared. Yeah, he battled injury. Uh, it was, yeah, it just was not a good season for him. So, uh, what I mean, you know, Cup got injured, Taylor got injured off and on. Swift was injured off and on. Uh, Harris is the only one that was pretty much healthy the whole time. and uh, But he pulled off a, a pretty decent second half. So I think that kind of saved him a little bit there. Uh, ben, anything different? Uh, my vote was for Swift and more because I felt he lost his value to another player on his team where Jonathan Taylor's entire team was crap. Um, Hey, you take and that he battled back. injury. Matt Ryan had one of they his were best bad, man. career years, oh, man. Yeah, they, oh, God. They were bad. And Swift, I just found, even the weeks that he wasn't on an injury report or he seemed okay or he'd have a big play or something, he was losing everything, all the touchdown work. He was losing everything to Jamal Williams. So if you're losing things to another guy on your team and not to your team just being bad or injuries, I think that's – it's more, most frustrating in a first round player um, because you didn't even draft the best player on the team in that round. And that's tough. So that's why I pick Swift. Yeah. You want to know something funny in my guys league with like Jendi Fodge, Sean and stuff. I had both Jonathan Taylor and Deandre Swift as my starting running backs week one. Yikes. Uh-huh. How they let you get both Last- of them is, Insane. Last place, last place. <laughs> it was tough. It's so hard to move on from them and get value, and or not, or not feel like you're selling I, low. I tried to trade. Um, I I tried to trade them before it was too late, but I I just wasn't comfortable with the deal. Yeah, you have to take a, an L, like a perceived L, on those yeah. guys, and like bank that they don't come back. That's the only. But sometimes yeah. getting that toxic crap off your team is what helps you turn it around. I don't know. Yeah, no, absolutely. Or sometimes it sinks you. But those are the chances. Yeah, I, you have I almost traded away Mark Andrews too. I mean, I had it, him it as well. Have, uh, that wouldn't have been probably should have. <clears throat> I yeah, I I probably should have as well. One of um, someone else who's in the redraft, Luca. I I almost traded 
Mark Andrews to, to Don't him. Don't worry, we're going to get the Mark but Andrews. I, I just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, so question 12, the biggest waiver wire disappointment. So this one was actually pretty close between two people. Um, and, you know, the third one wasn't too far behind. So we have uh, Deontay Foreman, Kadarius Tony, Rashad White, and Romeo Dobbs. So Dobbs and Tony were very close, uh, 33% to 36%. And Rashad White had a 20, 23%. So I, I I picked Foreman myself, so I, I really don't have a way in on this. But uh, what did you guys pick? And which one between Dobbs and Tony do you think was more of a disappointment? Ben? Uh, Dobbs, because I didn't have a whole lot of hope at all for Tony. And Dobbs came in with the rookie hype and the camp hype and the stories and whatnot. But Tony had that black eye from being a head case and then getting traded and all this other stuff. So for me, he was never really a big add with expectations. It was an add with a prayer behind it. Um, and then running back ads that don't pan out, don't seem as bad in my opinion, cause it's a tough position to hit on. So um, yeah, Dobbs in my opinion was the one that I, that he was my vote and one that I picked up. And then I think I quickly cut because it was just awful. So I don't know. Yeah. Um, the uh, like for me with picking up Foreman when McCaffrey got traded, he he was he should have been the guy. Like he just wasn't. I mean, he was. He had. He wasn't. He like, had like every other other week. It felt like he had a good week. It but, was just hard picking which one. He didn't have good weeks. He just had projection weeks. Like he didn't outscore projections by much. You know what I mean? And, and it was you kind of were expecting not McCaffrey numbers, but but decent numbers. And you, you just didn't really get them. So, Connor? I just, that? yeah, yeah. You're a Panther you guy. You, the you don't get tell me. Yeah. I'll tell you some numbers, and I'll tell you why I can't give it to him. So. Oh, I don't, I don't give can it you to him the... Steve, can you run through the names one more time? Uh, yeah, Romeo Dobbs, Rashad White, Kadarius Tony, and Deontay Foreman. I, I believe I picked Rashad White. because he He had a really good game. In, in Germany. And then all of a sudden I never heard from him again. Yeah. I thought, I thought like, Oh, this is the game where he replaces Leonard Fournette. It's like, it's like Jarek McKinnon taking over for Clyde Edwards Hilaire or Pacheco taking over for Clyde Edwards Hilaire. I thought it was going to, he was going to be like one of those guys. But then after that Germany game he had, I didn't hear from him again. Yeah. He, he just vanished. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, that whole running game was crazy in, in Tampa last year with underperforming and then just disappearing for weeks between him and, and Fournette. So I get that one. Um, if I had to pick again, I would have picked Tony, and uh, that would have put him dead even. But, uh, I mean, Tony finally did get going a little bit, but he just was – so, we had so much off-season hype on him. And, uh, oh, so much. Then he was, you know, things happened. So you released him. Then he got traded to Kansas City. So everybody added him again. Like, and you never really got, I mean, granted, he was a free agent, but you never really got anything close to what you were looking for out of him. So, 
I think it's I think you could call it a tie out of him and Dobbs. I think they yeah. both kind of did exactly the same thing. You know what's really fucking annoying? Watching a guy that what? you had hopes for all year play really well in the fucking Super Bowl. <laughs> That's so yeah, annoying. He had a great yeah. Super Bowl. Yeah. That was super annoying. I hate that. Like, like, where you're like, wait, oh, where cool. was this the whole time? Yeah. 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 Busted out in the best game of the year, the biggest stage, but you can't pull it off for 17 weeks. Like, come on now. Well, yeah. hopefully he'll keep that going. He's 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 probably gonna be the wide receiver one going going into training uh, camp for Kansas City. He's projected City. at that right now, so let's hope not because he he can't handle that kind of pressure. Yeah, he's too small. Oh, God, no. So They need to draft somebody. They probably will. Um, yeah. But. Or they're probably Adam, – Adam Thielen's a free agent. They could bring him in. But yeah, they'll, we'll get there. They'll, they'll get there. They'll, they'll figure something out. Um, yeah. So uh, – Adam Thielen. Um, we'll do that in another Odell. Episode. Yeah. Yeah, well, we can make an updated episode uh, or something. So, most devastating injury of the, of the year, question 13. Um, I had Cooper Cup, Tua, Reese Hall, and Javante Williams. Nobody voted for Tua, so nobody cares that he has mush brain. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, you needed a uh, little caveat that it was most devastating to your fantasy team, not most devastating injury to look at, because that would have definitely been Tua. Yeah, well. If, oh, if it was that, I would have had to dig because there was some pretty gruesome ones last year. Um, yeah, but his were bad. Yeah. So. So. Uh, all right. So Javante Williams had 16% of the vote. Um, Brees Hall had 23% of the vote, and Cooper Cup with a whopping 60%. So. Yeah. Uh, that that's kind of the way I expected that one to play out. I did actually expect a few votes for Tua, but I get it. Um, you know, most people weren't devastated on their fantasy team by Tua. There was other alternatives. So, yeah, you, you you can pick up a quarterback. Yeah. It's always yeah, you fine. Can't pick up a, a you know top three wide receiver. <clears throat> God no. So, um, the next one was question fourteen: the biggest letdown from the preseason hype train. And basically, uh, I'm calling this one a tie. Um, we had Russell Wilson and Kyle Pitts. Elijah Moore didn't get any votes, and the Rams running backs got one. So uh, I'm calling this a tie between uh, Wilson and Pitts. Which side do you guys have? Pitts. Wilson. Yeah, perfect. Um, yeah. And since I own 50, both, 50. I'm, taking, <laughs> I'm taking both sides at this point. Yeah, um, you'll, you'll take both <laughs> sides. Yeah, good for you. Uh, yeah. So hopefully both of those guys uh, bounce back this year. Um, big, I big mean, time change mm-hmm. in situation. Atlanta, so. Atlanta did trade for uh, Johnu Smith, which we'll get into so, later. But well, it, it, who knows what's going to happen and, there? Uh, Ritter's going to be the quarterback, and I think that's going to be better for Pitts. So we'll we'll see how that plays out. We got plenty of time to uh, to get that train rolling again. Yeah. Uh, question fifteen: the biggest rookie letdown. So we have Brees Hall, uh, Sky Moore, Rashad White, and Traylon Burks. Um, Rashad White had 10%, Traylon Burks had 30%, and Sky Moore had 53% of the votes. So, really? Yeah. Wow. Hmm. That's. I didn't, I didn't vote for Sky Moore. I voted for um, Traylon Burks. Same. I know that. Same here. Yeah, I, I voted because, for Sky Moore. Like, like, during the draft, like, 
uh, the Titans traded away <laughs> AJ Brown to select Traylon Burks, and I'm and I'm like, oh wow, this is the guy that's gonna replace him, be the next great receiver on that team. Nope, he just dealt with injuries all year. Yeah, but Burks like Burks isn't as talented as AJ Brown, and, and oh yeah, you know yeah. they. Like they traded AJ Brown away, which is great for for AJ. They got a pick, they used it on a wide receiver, but they didn't get the the right wide receiver. So, you know, and then like you said, yeah. he dealt with injuries, and uh, hopefully his year two is better than his year one. But like Sky Moore got drafted, got drafted a rookie draft because he was in Kansas City. They didn't have a wide receiver one. It was anybody's game, and he he he. Meekle Harmon, this is what he did when when yeah. you know Harmon got drafted. I saw I saw him as a special team. Who Sky Sky? Moore? Yeah, yeah. He's he, yeah. He was a punt returner. Yeah, that's what, I had no that's expectations. What we should have been. That's what we should have seen him as. But just like when Tyreek was getting threatened with suspension, they drafted Meekle Harmon. Meekle got drafted way too high. Um, <clears> he was going to fill in for Tyreek Hill. And he still hasn't really amounted to anything. The same thing happened with Sky Moore. Oh, this guy's going to be the number one. He's going to step in. He's going to have a great season. He didn't. And like you say, he, he was basically a punt returner. And even that, he struggled with a little bit. So, uh, yeah, know, a lot of people, a lot of people in rookie drafts, like especially later in the rookie drafts, you know, past like the sixth or seventh spot, took chances on Sky Moore because, you know, he was, he was going to be a sleeper. And, uh, they definitely missed. Yeah, I'm surprised yeah. you didn't take Burke, Steve, because I know you had him, like, what, as two behind London? No, God, no. Burks. I thought you had him high. No, I did not. Burks. Like two or two or three. Uh, I'd have London. Nope, I, my, London, London I had Burks. London, Olave, Wilson, and Watson. I had Burks outside no. of the top five. Maybe that's why you didn't have the letdown. I had no letdown. No, none. Yeah. I, I I expected less than what he gave, so I was actually go. a little surprised. Um, all right, uh, question 16, the biggest second-half flop, and this is the first is what they did week one through eight, second is weeks nine through 17, and we only have two players that got voted for, so we got Nick Chubb, who was the RB1 in the first half of the year and the RB21 in the second half, and Mark Andrews, was a tight end two the first half and a tight end 15 the second half. Um, Andrews wins this by a couple of votes. And yep, give give me Mark Andrews on yeah, that. Same. Yep, same. Um, I mean, both guys both guys were horrid in the second half. So, but at least an RB two is usable where a tight end 15 is not. Yeah, correct. But just that's my yeah. That was it. No, that that, yeah. that I would be in agreement with. You can still you could still start Chubb even though you weren't getting much out of him. Right. Uh, all right. So we move on to the last couple of questions for the twenty twenty three season. Uh, what rookie running back are you most excited to see next year? And we have James Cook, Damian Pierce, Tyler Algier, and Brees Hall. Overwhelmingly, Brees Hall. Everybody else is pretty close with ten percent, sixteen percent, and thirteen percent. You guys different than Hall? No. Uh, I'm. I would. 
I would say a little bit of Damian Pierce. Oh, don't get me wrong. I, I want to see all of them. It's just who am I most yeah, excited to I think to see. D- Damian Pierce is going to be uh, someone to watch next year. New head coach. New, a little bit. Uh, they traded for Shaq Mason. Um, yeah, you, they're going to have a rookie quarterback you in there. you know that now. You didn't know that when you were voting. True, true. Uh, all right, so question 18, what rookie wide receiver are you most excited to see next year? We have Trailer Burks, Johan Dotson, uh, George Pickens, and Jamison Williams. And this is another one that was overwhelmingly Jamison Williams. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I voted for Jamison Williams. I didn't. But he, he, like, coming off that ACL injury in the, in the uh, uh, national championship, like I was, I was devastated. I thought he would be a good wide receiver. Uh, obviously, it took him time. He he still needs a lot of time before he's getting a hundred percent comfortable. The nice but thing was, I, I'm I'm very he got ex- out there and got reps this year, um, even yeah. if it was limited amount. So he's not going to be coming into the 23 season as, as a second year rookie. You know, he he got some snaps, he got some play time. And he'll be able to build off of that. So uh, yeah. I think that's huge. the future with with him is yeah. good. He's going to have a good yeah. future. And I mean, again, this all four of these guys. You know, we're looking forward to um, definitely looking forward to Pickens and Dotson. I, Burks, I hope he has a decent career, but I think there's a lot of turmoil in Tennessee this year, and uh, I, I don't expect for him to take a leap. You know, it's probably going to be another year or two. He he may be a uh, kind of a bust just because of where he ended up. So we'll have to see with him. Um, all right. So question nineteen: player you can already see being overhyped next year. We have James Cook, Isaiah, Isaiah Pacheco, Johan Dotson, and George Pickens. So Pickens and Pacheco were pretty close. Dotson was a little behind them, um, but Pacheco ran away with this one at fifty three percent of the vote. What do you guys have for this question? So, yeah. So I had George Pickens for the last question, and then I followed it up to pick George Pickens again for this one. Um, His tape was really cool. Like, he's very physical. He's very exciting to watch. Um, And I think as far as the wide receivers go, a big physical wide receiver in a big market um, gets a lot of hype. But for me, it was between him and Pacheco, and I just – thought it was funny to pick the same guy that I was also excited to hear about mm-hmm. or to see. So, um, yeah, I went with uh, George Pickens. Sure. Yeah. Uh, Connor? I think I went with George Pickens, too. I I like what, what Ben said. Like, he's he's fun to watch, very physical. Yeah, I took uh, – I went with Pacheco um, after watching the playoffs in the Super Bowl. Uh, he's definitely – and it started as soon as the league years rolled over. Uh, Pacheco's price was already uh, getting to be up where it, it's hard to trade for him already. So <clears throat> um, mm-hmm. the last question that we had was question 20, and what should the name of our last place team be, which would have been Brian's team, um, but it's actually going to be Jendi's team. Yeah, Jendi, my so guy. We had uh, a few different choices, and you you could also write in your own. Um, so it's, we have a pretty close between two of them. So what we're going to do 
is uh, I'm going to put a poll in this episode so that we can vote for uh, the name between the, the two that were pretty close because we had a few extra write-ins and stuff like that. So uh, the first one is the field, Fields of Broken Dreams, and the, the second one is Unsolicited Dick Effects. So those will be the choices. <laughs> those are the top two? Those are the top two, yeah. No way. Yeah. Uh, I'm your Valus. I'm your fire is like so creative. It, it because is. It's off the well, Venus, the old Venus commercial. Yeah. That's amazing. There was another one that, that was written in that oh. was good too. That was uh winning. Isn't my forte. Uh, I like that too. That's so, good. I like yeah. that one. That I, that's a funny uh, one, but I love the women's razor one. That's so good. No, it was, it was, it was good. Um, oh. So, and then like, I, I know Jenny wrote this in uh, Steve's BFF. <laughs> I'm partial to that one myself, but I like that too. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, Jendi. I know that that was definitely yeah, you. So, but... Uh, but there were some good ones. Uh, but those are the two that were the closest. So we're gonna, like I said, we'll, I'll throw a poll in, and we'll uh, we'll leave that up on this episode. And uh, you get to pick Jenny's team name for this year. So please do not, yes, sir. Be kind. Uh, so that'll wrap up the Fantasy Awards show ballot. Thank you, everybody, that um, took the time and filled that out for us. It's uh, It gives us an idea of uh, you know where our leagues are and the people that listen to the show as far as what you guys think along with where we're at. So uh, we appreciate it. It's fun to go through and see where that's at and then you know go through and recap them. So thank you a lot for, for filling those out. So we'll jump into... Um, the uh, news, and then uh, we'll jump into free agents. So, breaking news. Um. All right. So, let's talk about the Aaron Rodgers saga, year three. So, Aaron Rodgers goes on his darkness retreat after the season. And he's going to get back to the Packers, let him know what his plans are. Stalls, stalls, stalls. Um, what else is now? Yeah, I mean, it, it's second verse, same as the first. So they, they finally, you know, he comes out of his dark, darkness retreat and uh, they tell him, listen, we're moving on. Um, we're going to uh, we're going to go with Jordan Love. You're welcome to retire, seek, you know, seek a trade, whatever you want to do. So Jets are interested. They want to talk about getting Aaron Rodgers. So it comes out that uh, he put out a list of his friends uh, that he wants to have signed before he'll come. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, one of them is one, down. One of them is down. Uh, they, did, they did trade for and sign. They signed. They signed Lazard. Uh, Alan Lazard to a four-year deal. Um, four-year, $44 million, So it's $11 million a year plus some incentives. Um, so they got that one down. Check. So You just need Randall Cobb, Mercedes Lewis, and Odell. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, I don't <laughs> That's I not going to happen. Signing any of them. So, so here's where we're at now with <laughs> no. the Aaron Rodgers saga, if you're not aware. So there <laughs> The Jets GM flew out, talked to Rodgers, forgot to stop in Green Bay and say, hey, listen, Lau, what's this going to cost? So, you know, everybody is expecting Rodgers is 
going to be a, a New York Jet. And Green Bay calls and says, hey, listen, uh, about stealing our player, we need some compensation. And uh, we want a second-round pick. And the Jets say, well, we don't want to pay for it. a second for him. I mean, we got all the salary cap to take, et cetera, et cetera, yada, yada. And uh, Green Bay says, okay, um, well, all of the startable quarterbacks have just gone off the market uh, today. So now we want a first. And the Jets say, well, we're definitely not giving up our one. Uh, what do they have? The one on? They're, they have 13. 13, yeah. So we're not giving up the 113. And the Green Bay says, okay, yeah, that's no problem. Um, all the backups are gone now, too. So you guys can either sign, you know, some scrubs. Teddy Bridgewater, I think, still available. He um, is, yes. Or you could trade for Lamar. That's only going to cost you two firsts. But we want a first plus now for Aaron. And the Jets are looking around the room saying, how did we let this happen? Weren't you guys watching free agency? Why didn't we get a quarterback? We might have to. We might have to start Zach Wilson. So that's where we're at. Um, the Jets are fucked. So <laughs> they're going to have to pay Green Bay for Aaron Rodgers, or they're going to have to trade for Lamar Jackson. I, I don't really see any other alternatives to – who they can sign or, or unless they want to go out and try and trade for somebody's backup now, but uh, they're over a barrel. So. Yep. Uh, ben. The Jets are going to jet. The, yeah, the Jets I, are going to jet. Absolutely. Yeah. As an, as an impartial uh, party to this, because you, you don't have the Jets hat that Connor. Jets, Jets hate that Connor and I have. Um, what do you think of this situation? Um, So I don't know if it was only the Jets that are, getting hosed in this whole thing. But am I the only one that thinks that that McAfee interview where Rogers has already told everybody where he wants to play and that it's one team holding up com compensation has sewered the value that green Bay can get back. Cause like they already like, it's either it's going to happen with them or it's not going to happen at all. And they're going to have to pay him 60 million and he might not even fucking show up. I mean, like, that's my thoughts. I'm like, okay, so your choices are you get nothing for him at all and he just leaves or you can get what they're going to give you and move on. Like, I, I feel like that interview, even though we already all knew it, confirmed it for everyone and then got that even more out there. And since that interview, everything has fallen off the table. Well, it feels like, I mean, Rogers went on and did a big fuck you to Green Bay. Oh, it's a big, uh, to, to huge the, uh, management. Not necessarily. <clears throat> he's technically not on the Jets yet, and he goes on Pat McAfee's show and says, "Oh yeah, I'm playing for the Jets next season." Yeah, I and intend there's to. Yeah, no, re there's no reports from like Schefter or Ian Rappaport. Oh no, because there was there was no deal he done was, yet. He, he that was just Roger yeah. saying that you know he would play for the Jets. I'm, I'm and, leaving. And, I'm but leaving. The thing is, is you know if you. If you listen to what he says, he just says, I'll play for the Jets. He doesn't say, I won't play for Green Bay. He doesn't say, I he won't play for intended, somebody else. He said he intended, he intends to play for the Jets, is I, what he said. Right, and that's... And he went and that he went into that thing 90% retired. So in my mind, and that he feels like they already want to move on. Right. So my thoughts are, he's either done, or he's going to be a Jet. So the Packers need to take whatever the hell they can get, 
it's going to drag out. Oh, I think they're going to drag it out. Things. They don't have oh, yeah. to do anything till after the June 1st deadline. And here's the other it's thing. It's kind of crazy, They're though. carrying a huge cap hit for him anyways. So, yeah, you know, I mean, yeah. what's another $30 million? I mean, uh, weapons and other things. As Listen, as soured as that relationship has become because of the actions of, of Aaron and management, they're not going to give him away. They're not. I, I don't expect that they're just going to take whatever just to make him happy and make the deal. I, I truly think that if they can't get what they want, they won't trade him. And if he doesn't play, he doesn't play. I have a feeling they're going to settle on players and not picks. I cannot see Elijah Moore being on that team, given the hit list that Rodgers has supposedly suggested would push Elijah Moore down that depth chart so far. Like He's going the other way, I think, plus probably a 24 pick, and that'll probably get it done. It might. Um, but I think they, I it definitely could. think they want a 23 pick and especially at 14, they can grab another quarterback. So I think they're going to push for yeah, you got three, you got four weeks to get that done before the draft. Yeah. So good so, luck. The, but I, I know that green Bay is not in any rush to, to get yeah. this done because they don't have to, they, they're going to wait and they, and they want what they want at this point And they're going to make the jets pay. Yeah. The pa- Packers have all of the leverage right yeah. now, all of it. So, my favorite uh, tweet tweets that I've seen about it was that Aaron Rodgers is the uh, quarterback currently for the Green Bay Packers, GM for the Jets, and owner of the Chicago Bears. And I thought that was hilarious. Yeah, I saw that was yeah, hilarious. those are very good, oh, that was very good. good tweets. But yeah, um, all right. So that's really all we have for news. Uh, everything else is pretty much going to be covered under free agency. So, without further ado. <laughs> Free agent frenzy. So we started off the uh, legal tampering period with a ton of trades, franchise tags. Um, so we'll go through the franchise tag, tag players first. I believe all these guys got the non-exclusive tag. Uh, Lamar Jackson. Yes. We, we know his situation. He's representing himself, trying to get a fully guaranteed deal. Was offered, I believe it was 133 million over three years from Baltimore. He turned that down. Um, Jesus. So he feels he can get more. We'll see. But so far, uh, we haven't really heard that there were any interested parties. So we'll have to keep monitoring that. Maybe the Jets will end up being interested, or some of these other teams. It may be something that gets done after the draft if a team doesn't get a you know, a quarterback that they want or something, and they can then send 24 or 25 picks. That was my thoughts, too. Um, that, I think at this point it's probably more likely that they can use the picks they have during this draft and then uh, send compensation for, for you know, maybe they got a couple of 24 picks or something like that. So we'll have to see with that. Um, Josh Jacobs was franchise tagged by the Las Vegas Raiders. Tony Pollard, franchise tagged by Dallas. Saquon got franchise tagged by the Giants. And Evan Ingram was franchise tagged by the Jags. So let's um, see if any of those guys get deals done over the coming months. I believe July 15th is the date that they uh, have to get a deal done. Otherwise, they have to sign their tag or not play. 
actually they they have to sign their tag by week 10 but i believe they can they have to sign the tag to be traded by the 15th and they have to have their deals done by the 15th all right um so we'll move on to trades um so the first trade and uh ben you can elaborate on this one uh the bears give the first overall pick to the panthers for pick nine pick 61 which is a second round pick and uh, a 2024 first and a 2025 first and what is second right sorry 2025 second and uh yeah dj moore so ben take it away yeah all right yeah uh was a tough day that uh 5 30 on a friday last friday to hear that one come through um big dj moore guy i have a signed helmet of his in my office uh still gonna be a big fan of his even in chicago but uh very excited as a panther fan to see what we which quarterback we end up taking um i have my three choices but we'll talk about that on another episode when we get into rookies um yeah uh everybody instant reactions was that it was too much probably because of the player going back to the bears but uh given the market that wide receivers are in right now i don't think dj moore would be traded for a first round pick and the other offer was with a 2025 first round pick so instead of giving up three first round picks we only had to give up two and then a player who yes very high upside very fun guy to watch has not met expectations anywhere um yeah, I don't know. It was a tough one. It still is tough, but uh, I'm cautiously optimistic that we won't screw this pick up and that uh, we'll have our franchise quarterback, which if the major cost of that is my favorite wide receiver, then that's okay. Yeah. Um, okay, yeah. Connor? Um, when I first saw this trade and I, when I saw that DJ Moore – was also involved. I I was shocked. I really thought Indianapolis would trade up to get this pick, but when I saw that the Panthers were game game on for the Panthers. I want it, whether it be Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, Anthony Richardson, or Will Levis. Good good luck. Yeah. Uh- because you gave you gave up a lot to get this. I mean, you you have to give a lot to to get that number one pick, just like Sam Fran did with Trey Lance. They had to give up a lot to win the two. Um, mm-hmm. You just have to make the right pick when you do this, and I think they will. Um, I mean, Ben and I are back and forth on who we think should go, and I have my reservations about Stroud, which we'll get to when we do our our uh, rookie episode. Uh, I think there's better fits, but I think you got the right guy making the decision with with Frank Reich. He's a quarterback in his own right. He was he was decent. Um, he's been able to do some good things with with quarterbacks that were you know coming. I mean, he did pretty decent with Carson Wentz in in uh, Philly, and uh, he just has had a bad run with with the guys he's gotten. But I mean, he's been able to do some some okay things with some subpar quarterback. So 
I think he's going to make the right decision whether they trade on draft day and move back a couple of spots and take a different guy, gather some more picks. We'll have to see what he does. But um, like you said, they're in control of the draft right now. Yeah. As far as so, sending DJ Moore, I didn't like that. I think they paid a little bit too much. Um, but, you know, like I said, you, you want to move up like this, you got to pay. So. Yeah. So to defend the too much, like it's too much, um, they still have the second most draft capital this draft. They kept their own second round pick, which is much higher than the pick they got from San Francisco. Um, they only traded one pick next year and one pick the following year. So it's not like they depleted two drafts or, and they really only gave up one pick from each of the drafts because the pick nine just becomes pick one. That's not really a give up. Yeah, I don't count um, that one. Right? Like you're picking one, one, and one, and then a player. Like does the player suck? But yes, is does it suck more than not getting that pick and just being left with whatever's left at nine? No. So I like it, the aggressiveness of – the franchise to do it now versus waiting. And now you have this entire time to play games. Like it appears they're playing games with who they're leaking, who they like. Um, yeah, no, I, it's very exciting for me for the next month to see what happens. But uh, I don't think it was too much. I think it was enough. When I say too much, I think, I just think it was, they didn't need to include DJ Moore. They could have taken out like that 25 second. That's all. Um, but the price is only going to go up the, the closer we get to the draft. So they did the right thing and got it early. And that pretty much eliminates any price increase. And now, you know, now they can do what they need to do. So, um, so the, the other trade or the next trade, uh, the Rams traded Jalen Ramsey to, to the Dolphins for a third round pick. And uh, tight end Hunter Long. So Rams had another young tight end and get rid of Jalen Ramsey, who now claims that the Dolphins have the best uh, corner duo in, in the NFL. So we'll see how that works out. Yep. Um, the Raiders traded Darren Waller to the Giants for a third round pick, pick number 100. I think that was a good move on both sides. Uh, hopefully Waller can stay healthy this year. He'll be a big help to Daniel Jones and the Giants. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he he's that ne- weapon Daniel Jones needed. Yeah. He needs a like a pass catcher. Well, they have yeah, he's uh, be... Bellinger, who actually was pretty decent last year for a rookie. Yeah, he was and, good. But they they need they need uh, passing targets, and that's adding Waller yeah, on the other side he, will help with that. Waller is is that guy that that can yeah, help him so. Um, their offense looks a lot more like the uh, Chiefs offense kind of does, obviously with a, a worse quarterback, worse tight end, but similar style where their tight end is their best passing threat and they kind of have a yeah. fleet of it's kinda, okay wide receivers. It's kind of something similar to what Tennessee was a couple of years ago when they had yeah. Delaney Walker and then they had Jonu. And it's something similar to that where, and like you say, Kansas City where, they're they're dependent upon you know their one their one tight end as their top receiver. So it'll be yeah. interesting. We'll see what happens. Um, the Patriots trade tight end Jonu Smith to the Falcons for a seventh round pick. 
Um, I know most Patriots fans are happy to see John who go. And uh, I, I, don't, I don't. Yeah, I don't feel like this means much. No. Yeah, it was just it's a, a sal- It was just a salary yeah. dump. Um, I'm surprised that Atlanta wanted to take that contract. I'm not because they got some I young w- guys they can afford to take it, and they so they had they had a lot of cap they, space. They need yeah. blockers and, and short yardage weapons for their young quarterback. And John, who's an excellent blocker, he's going to also free up Kyle Pitts to do Kyle Pitts things and, and, and catch balls instead of having to block. So. I can see why they would want to do it. It's it's a one year deal that they got to take Johnu for. So, you know, it's not- yeah. If they're not, you know, if they're not comfortable with with him on the roster throughout the year, they can either just cut right. him or trade. I mean, him. they can have him. Re- you know, they could probably restructure him too for a two year deal. They or can, like yeah, that and and spread the salary out. And if they don't like him next year, they get a much smaller cap hit. So. Yeah. Um, all right. So that is the uh, the trades that involved any offensive players. All right. So Buffalo Bills they signed Kyle Allen as backup quarterback. Deontay Hardy uh, signs a two year deal for special teams slash wide receiver. Comes over from the Saints, and they uh, signed Connor McGovern, who's a, a guard, to a three year deal to help. Uh, that offensive line. Anybody here you guys want to talk about? No. No, not really. They haven't done anything special yeah. yet other than pair Allen with Allen at quarterback to confuse people. But Yeah. Watch out for the uh, impending I trades that are going to be coming through. Yeah, just be, be care, cautious of uh, seeing a number seven or 17 with uh, Allen behind it and the Bills. It's a nice trick. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right, so move on to Miami. Uh, they signed Mike White for, to a two-year deal to back up Tua. Uh, they re-signed Miles Gaskin, re-signed Raheem Mostert to a two-year deal, re-signed Jeff Wilson to a two-year deal. They signed wide receiver Braxton Berrios to a one-year deal. Uh, I think that was more of a special team signing. That's a special team. And uh, tight end yeah. Eric Salbert to a one-year deal. Uh, they also added... Dan Feeney, who's a center slash guard, that just helps with the offensive line and the run game. Um, anybody here you guys want to talk about? Yeah, I like the mm. I like both the running backs. Um, yeah, Raheem Mostert and Wilson. I think you can potentially pick up both. Like you wouldn't want both, but you can pick up either. Sorry, I should say. Um, so I might be heading into drafts looking for whichever ones further down in the ADP and probably trying to grab them because both have some injury issues, but both have also played together uh, in this system and with the Niners where they, you could have either one and they both put up numbers. Um, so that'd be a nice like RB four or five on your team. Um, if you can pick up like super late, because I don't think they're going to get drafted very high, but they're definitely intriguing to me that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I would agree with that. Yeah. They both have uh, a little bit of flex value, um, just given where they're at and how they'll be used. I think you can kind of look at what they did last year and engage their success on that. So they're definitely worth looking at later in drafts to take a flyer on for you know, a flex running back or a bye week filling. 
Mm. Yeah. yeah, I'm definitely going to be paying attention to Miami's like training camp reports on Raheem and Jeff. See what their situation is on who who has more leverage on getting that starting running back job. Yeah, um, it definitely will be worth taking up, you know, paying attention to. Um, all right, we'll move on to New England. Uh, Patriots signed James Robinson to a two-year deal. Juju Smith-Schuster to a three-year deal. Uh, Mike Gusecki, they signed him today. And they've done some work with the offensive line. What do you guys think of the the, uh, the three weapons that New England signed? Ben? Uh, I'm not a Juju fan. Um, we can get to that later. But uh, Robinson, I think, is a nice depth add behind uh, Ramondre because they're not bringing back uh, Harris. And then Gusecki, it's nice that they finally have a pass-catching tight end. Um, too bad he can't block. But... Uh, yeah, I think he's just going to be like a an extra wide receiver out there for uh, for Mac Jones, and I think that's something that they definitely need. Yeah, Connor. Um, yeah, I kind like I kind of wish they re-signed Myers, <laughs> but I'm I'm fine with with Juju uh, replacing him. Obviously, like obviously, these are just rumors. I'm hearing that they're going after. Um, DeAndre Hopkins and um, Jerry Judy, but I don't know. I don't think those. I don't think those trades are going to happen. Um, for James Robinson, I feel like they got a good deal on him for four million a year. Obviously, I think he's just for for depth purposes behind uh, Ramondre Stevenson if he gets hurt, and we don't have to put in Pierre Strong or Kevin Harris uh two second year backs in just in case if Ramondre gets hurt. And, and I think it's really good that like we got rid of Janu of course to bring in Gasecki for much cheaper than Janu Smith. And getting depth at offensive on your offensive line. Uh, like the Patriots really struggled with offensive line especially holding penalties. I think they almost led the league in pen, uh, holding penalties. So hopefully um, our offensive line is much better next year than the one we had the previous year. Yeah, I think adding Bill O'Brien is going to help that. And uh, they did add some more depth. Mike Kosecki, um Mike Kosecki was recruited by Bill O'Brien. Yeah. So he coached him at, at Penn, Penn State. State. So yeah. hopefully that'll help. Um, so Robinson, I'm happy with, he's proven he can, he, he can be a three down back if necessary. I think he's going to fit right in behind Stevenson. And then if something does happen, uh, he'll be able to carry the load. So I, I really like that signing. It was cheap. Um, I like them grabbing Juju and letting, uh, the other guy walk, um, Wow, the other guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, dead. he must have had a huge impact he's on you as a me. New England Patriots fan. Um, he's dead to me. He let me down too many times. Um, I think, I mean, they're, they're basically the same player, and there's actually like three or four guys that all got signed at the same time uh, for the same money. So, and, and they're all basically the same player. It just depends on which one you prefer. So, 
I prefer Juju. Um, you know, we're going to talk about Alan Lazard next. He's basically the same guy as Jacoby Myers uh, and Juju. And uh, who was the other one? There was one more. I'll think of it. But, uh, yeah, it, it's – I think Juju's going to be better here than, than Myers was, but it's going to be close because they are basically the same guy. Uh, I'm happy with the Gusecki ad that they did today. So we'll see what happens. Um, so moving to the Jets, Alan Lazard is the only offensive player that they've added. Any thoughts on that pre, pre-Rodgers? Pre-Rodgers. You know, I mean, like Ben said before, Elijah Moore is just continuing to move down the depth chart. I would hope that they trade him. At some point, yeah, they'll probably trade him before the draft. That, that would be my guess, or during the draft, if he's not going to be part of the Rogers deal, um, you know, because Lazard's yeah. going to move in. You got Garrett Wilson there. Corey Davis is still there. Um, I mean, I think Corey Davis is going to get cut. I do too because of the money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they he, they spent a lot uh, on him. He's like a ten million dollar cap. Yeah, I think he's head. a June first cut casualty. Yeah, yeah, but. Uh, you know, so they may keep more. I don't know, but he it just doesn't seem like they want to use him for his strength. So we'll have to see. We we have a vacated number two Moore jersey that he can have in Carolina if he wants. Yes, yes there's a lot of teams that would like to have him. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, moving on to AFC North. Lamar, we know where you were at with him. Uh, Justice Hill signed a one year deal. That's pretty much all they have. Um, Bengals added tackle Orlando Brown, which was a huge signing for them. That's an interesting one, though, because they have a a fourth year, pretty good left tackle that they're now that is now asking for a trade after that signing. Yeah, so they asked him to move to right tackle. Um, I don't think he and, wants and to. He does not want to, so he's asking to be traded. Orlando Brown did the same thing when he was in Baltimore. Uh, they wanted to move him to right tackle. He said no, asked for trade. He got traded to Kansas City and, uh, you know, worked out well there for him. They were trying to re-sign him. The money was just a little bit different, and Cincinnati was, was a, you know, better fit. So now he's moving into Cincinnati and creating the same situation for the guy that was there. So, yep. John, Yeah, Jonah Williams. So I expect Williams is going to get moved. Um, I mean, there's – Tackles are definitely something that people. Yeah, there's want. there's no point in bringing but him back. He wasn't that good, so. No, you know he struggled no, a, a big lot hit. at the end of the year, and um, he got hurt in the playoffs. So, uh, let's see. Move on to the Cleveland Browns. Um, they've signed Jordan Akins from Houston, tight end from Houston, and they got a new center. We signed their center. Sorry. I think their biggest move, though, was the restructuring of Watson's contract to free up some more room. Yeah. Well, they needed to. Um, I mean, they, yeah, they, what, yeah, they've made a ton of yeah. uh, moves on defense, which is, yeah. which is extremely helpful. But I just we're just not going to go through them because they don't really affect what we're looking at for fantasy. The only Browns question I have for fantasy related is, or will they bring back Kareem Hunt? Um, no. I think it's possible because – We've had all these running back signings for for short deals, and he's still not signed. Cheap, 
Yeah. Um, I would say that they probably will consider it, you know, depending on they should. money. He may be a guy that gets a one-year deal in June after the draft, you know, or May after right. the draft. Once they, you know, once they see what they can pick up. I, I don't think a lot of teams are in a big rush to go out and get many of the running backs that are currently there. I mean, you're going to have Zeke available in June. Um, Given his skill set, though, I'm surprised he still isn't signed. Um, it's probably money. Cream well, Hunt, that is, it, by the way. It's, yeah, it's he's got a great skill set. He's still not extremely old. I think he's 28 this year, or will be 28 going yeah. into this year. Um, there's still the taboo, though, of why he left Kansas City, and teams are just not going to deal with it. Yeah. So you know he's got a limited market. What would be great though is be to uh, see who, him go le- back who to left Kansas, Kansas City. <laughs> but uh, who left Kansas Hunt. City? Hunt. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, you know, it'd be great for him to be able to go back there. I mean, but I we'll, we'll have to see. It is surprising that a few teams haven't picked him up. But I do, I do think he'll get signed. I don't think he's going to be one of the guys that that floats out there into camp and waits for injury. You know, I do think he's going to get back on team and it very well could be Cleveland. Yeah. Uh, move on to Pittsburgh. They signed a guard. Um, that's pretty much it for them offensively. So we'll get to the AFC South. Houston Texans have been pretty active in uh, free agency. They signed Case Keenum to a two-year deal to back up whoever they draft or Davis Mills, if they decide to do something crazy. Um, they signed Mike Boone, running back from Denver. They signed Noah Brown, wide receiver from Dallas. Uh, they signed Robert Woods to a fully guaranteed contract, which was two years. Uh, That's that, surprising. that was a head-scratcher to me. Um, I mean, everybody likes a little Bobby Trees, but coming off the injury last year, having such a bad year, and the age that he's at. I don't know that I would have gone fully guaranteed, but who knows. Um, so, yeah. Go ahead. No, just that signing, along with uh, the Noah Brown signing for one year with Nico Collins still there, pretty much tells me Brandon Cooks is not going to be on this team. Yeah, he, he's going to get traded. Again. I, again. Yeah, I... I I would say he's he's a trade or, or a June first cut candidate. Yeah. Um, and then uh, they also added tight end Andrew Beck for a two year contract. They also added uh, Shaq Mason. Um, Didn't they tra- yeah they traded trade for him with Tampa. So that's like a late round pick. Uh, I think it's a swap. I think it's a pick swap yeah. too. Yeah, so they're basically seventh, trading him for nothing. Six, so. Um, yeah, it was not Tampa getting a cap, cap number out of the way. Yeah, as, as quite like you were trying to allude to earlier, I think that's good for Pierce, um, because I think that, I think that helps set O line, and I think that's going to help their running game with Damian Pierce, and then whoever they end up with yeah. quarterback at quarterback this year, um, it, you know, it's going to add some added protection. So they also add, uh, they re-sign their their center. So. They've made mm-hmm. a, a f- several moves at 
on the defense. Uh, so definitely not going to be the same Houston Texans team you saw last year. Yeah, they they can make some noise. Um, it's it's I I like that hiring that they did. D'Amico Ryan, yeah. I think he's going to be a great yeah, coach. No, uh, we do too. Um, ben and I talked about it a couple weeks ago when we had that episode out. But I do think it was a good hiring. Obviously, he's making good moves on defense. Um, making moves on offense, uh, I don't know, good or bad. We'll see. But he's definitely adding depth, anyways. So. Uh, move on to Indianapolis. They signed quarterback Gardner Minshew to a fully guaranteed one-year deal. Um, $3.5 million that has a maximum of 5.5 with the incentives. And they signed, uh, re-signed Ashton Duel into a two-year deal, $9.5 million. He's the other one I was thinking is kind of the same as Jacoby and, and Juju, just a little bit younger. Um, got a little bit less money, but I mean, it's kind of, not as much recognition. No. He's would be the what the three there? No, he's going to be the two because Campbell's gone. Don't they have yeah, somebody Harris else? Campbell What's the other kid's name? Oh, um, Alec P- Alec Pierce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he could he could make he, noise. he could move ahead of Doolin could... on the depth chart. Yes, um, but I think right now Doolin's going to be the two, and Pierce will be the three. But that, that definitely could change with quarterback because, let's face it, they didn't really have one last year. No. Um, Jacksonville Jaguars. And then they, uh, really, they released Matt Ryan. Oh, In case yep. if anyone didn't know. Didn't that. Yeah, so they did release Matt Ryan. So he's also a free agent. Uh, I mean, that he, he might be the starter for the Jets. So keep an eye on that. <laughs> <laughs> he's pretty much a timid uh. teddy, so. I'd have pushed Reed right over the edge. Uh, (laughs) That would push Reed over the edge. I would Um, love it. uh, I'm going to start floating that rumor out there. Uh, Jacksonville Jaguars, (laughs) they re-signed C.J. Beathard for a two-year contract as their backup. And as we mentioned before, Evan Ingram's got the non-exclusive franchise tag. So hopefully they'll work out a deal with him. Uh, Tennessee's been pretty quiet. Added a couple offensive linemen. And re-signed Nick Westbrook-Kine today to a one-year deal. Uh, jump into the AFC West. Denver picks up Sean Payton. Already making good moves on the offense. So, signed Jarrett Stidham to a two-year deal as a backup. Uh, that one was a little odd, but... $20 million, yeah. though. That's... That's expensive for a backup quarterback. Well, it's two year, ten million, and then he got five million. It includes five million guaranteed. So, oh, okay. um, yeah. I didn't read yeah, the whole no, thing. Yeah, no, it's a two year contract, ten million dollars, and five million of it's guaranteed. Uh, they they also okay. grabbed Samaje Pirine with on a two year deal. I think that was a great grab. That's a fantastic grab. Great receiving yeah. back. Um, you got fullback Michael Burton. You got uh, tight end Chris Manhurts. Uh, I believe that was a one year deal, and and like I said, they added uh, some linemen. They uh, they got Ben Powers on a four year deal at guard, and Mike McGlinchey on a five year deal. So both of those are pretty good signings, and then a couple of defensive mm-hmm. guys. So to me, the only one that's fantasy relevant there is P Ryan, and I think that makes him a great flex option in that offense behind uh, 
Devonta Williams. Mm-hmm. You guys yeah, have he'll play the same role. You know, he'll just play the same role he did in Cincy. Yeah. Yeah, I agree, and I would expect similar production. Um, the Chiefs have add they added offensive tackle Juwan Taylor after they lost their tackle and re-signed Nick Allegretti at guard. That's pretty much all they've done so far. Las Vegas, they signed Jimmy Garoppolo to a three-year, $72.75 million deal. Um, they re-signed Amir Abdullah to a one-year deal. Josh Jacobs has a franchise tag. They re-signed Jacob Johnson, their fullback, to a one-year deal. Uh, signed Philip Dorsett. Signed Jacoby Myers to a three-year, $33 million deal. And added a tackle and some defensive pieces. So let's talk about this, Ben. You're you're on yeah. Team Myers. Um, I'm on Team Juju. Call, uh, yep. Connor? Which which side um, are you on? I'm in between. I'm I'm I would say I'm neutral. A wide receiver is a wide so receiver. He's, he's team Lazard. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm Lazard. Yeah, team he's Lazard. Team okay. Lazard. Team Jets over he's here. Fucking Jets. Uh, all right. So, so, my, fuck the Jets, so Ben and yeah. I have a bet in the uh, the list of Dynasty League, and if uh, if Juju has a better fantasy season, then I win. And if Jacoby has a better fantasy season than Ben wins, and regardless of which one of us wins, Jendy's out. Jendy's <laughs> 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 so, ah, Jen, out of the league unless uh, there's an injury void. <laughs> yeah, because we couldn't find somebody else to put on both sides of it, so uh, we, we just both picked Jendy. <laughs> That's so. It was the the process of elimination was pretty funny. Yeah. Um, so, ba- I mean, basically both guys are pretty much the same player, uh, stat wise, I- everything. Yeah. I just give the, the, uh, a little bit of the edge to Juju and you give it to Jacoby. So we'll see where they end yeah. up at the end of the year. But, uh, that's our, that's our first, first beer bet of the season. So nice. And, uh, Jandy's not even old enough to drink beer. So kids get screwed all the way around he is in canada he can come have one up here yeah yeah but he'll have to get connor to drive him on their date so oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right uh, so we'll move on to the chargers uh they resigned easton stick uh they signed donald parham okay. jr to a two-year deal and patriots were interested in him yeah they were donald parham yeah. We we did, that, that, we did that, better. He is six foot eight. Yes, that he's dude's huge. ridiculous. Yeah, the guy's huge. Uh, big news with the Chargers is Austin Eckler wants out. He requested a trade. He's asking him to have his contract restructured. Um, and that it sounds like they were looking to do that, so he wants out. So more to come on that. Also, they're keeping Keenan Allen, which yeah, early in the now that was. Talking. I heard rumors yeah. that they were going to release him. Yeah, so that that's nice to see. Yeah, the, so you'll have some continuity there uh, with the new OC. Uh, yeah. Speaking uh, of what's his, Kel- Kellen, Kellen Moore? Moore yeah. yeah. So Kellen speaking Moore. of Kellen Moore, we'll move on to the NFC East and the Dallas Cowboys. And the Cowboys re-signed Cooper Rush on a two-year deal to 
continue backing up Dak. I think that was a great move. Um, Pollard great move. got the franchise tag, and they've made a couple of decent uh, defensive ads already too. They've also restructured lots of contracts like Dax. Yeah, they're DeMarcus they're making Lawrence's. money. Yeah, and uh, they're going to save like, Tyron Smith. Uh, I think they saved like thirty million with with uh, designating Zeke, something like that. So. Yeah, they're trying to bring back um, Tyron Smith, their yeah. left tackle. Yeah, yeah. So it would be good to have him back. He's he's a really good player for him. Yeah, absolutely. So they're making they're making money up, um, freed up, and and making some moves. So we'll see. How much more that they do here? There's a big rumor that uh, Odell may end up in Dallas, uh, but he still wants twenty million, and nobody's going to pay him that. So I would say once yeah. the deal gets close, that it's probably going to be Dallas because they're the only ones I think willing to pay him somewhat close to that. So we'll see. Uh, yeah. We'll move on to the Giants. Daniel Jones signs a four-year, hundred sixty million dollar deal. And it has an additional $35 million in incentives, so uh, big signing for him. They tag Saquon Barkley. They re-sign Matt Breda. Uh, signed Paris Campbell to a one-year deal. Re-signed Sterling Shepard on a one-year deal. Um, Slayton's back. Return, yeah, they re-signed Slayton to a two-year deal. And they traded, like we said before, for Darren Waller. So a lot of offensive moves to give Daniel Jones some weapons. They're probably going to go into the draft with a wide receiver too. Oh, I would, I would absolutely say that they're going to get one. Um, you know, they've got like six wide receivers on the roster right now with the signings that they. They made. drafted one in the second round last year, Wandale Robinson, but yeah, he he's hurt. Yeah, so so he got hurt, but he'll be back. So a lot of weapons. That he looked adding. good. Yeah, he did look good, but too bad he got injured. If uh, progression continues for the. Giants and Jones, and I think they could win this division. I think they could. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, yeah, Philadelphia lost a lot of pieces on defense. Well, not even just that, but like how good I think all four teams could be. Yeah, like they're going to steal division. wins from each other, and I think the Giants have a lot of weapons. They might not have like the top end weapons, but they have a lot. Um. And they have a pretty good defense. They have a pretty good new, like, young O-line that's developing and getting more cohesion. Um, if, like I said, if Daniel Jones can continue the progression he showed last year, they, they got a shot at the division, I think. No, they got a lot of things to like about what they're doing in New York. So, um, And like you allude to, I mean, Philadelphia lost both their offensive and defensive coordinators to head coaching jobs, so. They've lost their running back in Miles Sanders. Um, you know, there's going to be some new faces in Philly, and things can change. So we'll move on to them. Uh, they signed Marcus Mariota to a one-year deal to back up Jalen Hurts. They signed Rashad Penny to a one-year deal. I think they just feel sorry for him. They didn't want him living on the streets. Uh, <laughs> $1.35 million deal. Um, they re-signed Boston Scott to a one-year deal and their center, Jason Kelsey, they re-signed to a one-year deal. Uh, he did come back, decided to come back and play one more year. So nothing great with the signing so far, but I'm 
I'm guessing they're looking to trade for a running back or grab somebody in the draft. So I think they're a best bet on um Bijan Robinson. Yeah, I do I do too. They got the tenth pick, right? Yeah. Yeah, from New Orleans. Yep. And I yeah. think they'll probably trade up a couple of spots. Um I up think for a running mm. yeah. yeah, just to make sure they, they make can sure actually get him. Get him. Yeah. I would say they probably have to go to six. Maybe seven. I can just see so much happening to get four quarterbacks off the block right in the top probably five to six that everyone in behind there is going to be jockeying for those top defensive guys. Which if, running back if that's the case. Has went high. Yeah. Like I think they can sit at 10 and do it. I think they might be able to trade back and do it. They, they, if they're at 10 and, and people trade up for, you know, the quarterbacks, then I think that they'll be able to let him, that he'll fall and they can wait. Um, yeah. And I think they'll, they'll be, a, it'll be a draft day trade if they move up, you know, but if it goes, Kind of like I think it's going to go where you're going to have like maybe three quarterbacks in the top 10, but there's some of the defensive guys going too that they may have to move up and grab him earlier than they expect. But I do think that they're targeting uh, BJ. I just think like the days of running backs in the top half of the first round, let alone the first round at all, are fading. They are, but like he, so his talent is so much higher than the rest of the class you know there's a clear separation between him and the next guy that you, you have to take him early you know you don't have to take him we have the, the same guys, thing but, huh? last year what's that didn't we have the same thing last year no like Brees was a lot higher than everybody else on that uh, list see, I else had so many question marks there was no running backs in the first round last year that's what i mean and Brees hall was like the one yeah but i didn't see right? i didn't think he was as good um like he was a little bit better, but I don't yeah. think he was leaps and bounds better than Kenneth Walker. Whereas, you know, B. John is that much better. I mean, he's probably the, the best running back to come out since Saquon. Hmm. So, yeah, I guess we'll see. I, I'd be surprised just the the way teams are valuing the position, how little they're getting paid, um, even coming off of like top five rushing seasons, like six million isn't a lot of money um, in the NFL. I just don't know if a team's going to spend that on that position. No, and they may not. And they may just wait, you know, wait till 10 yeah. or they may, he, he may slide. It's very possible. Uh, I just think that they're the way that they're approaching free agency is, and if they don't make a, a trade for a guy like Henry or, or cook or something like that, that, that that's their target. He's going to be a bigger name running back because the other guys they have are on one year contract. So, you know, you're not, they, they don't have a long term option and they let Sanders walk. So that says to me that they're, they're eyeballing a bigger name running back either in the draft or, or through a trade. Uh, so we'll move on to Washington. Uh, you got Jacoby Brissett signed a one year deal and they added uh, three offensive linemen. To, uh, to help with that. So uh, Brissett comes in to back up um, Sam Howell. So we'll, we'll get to see him. Yeah, he's likely going to be the quarterback. What's that? He's likely going to be the quarterback. Yeah, no, How, Sam Howell. How, Howell's uh, – Rivera said at the end of the season last year that Howell's going to be the guy. So they're going to give him the opportunity. He's It's his job to lose to Brissett. So. But I, you bring in a guy who's been on several teams. Um, he's a team player. He's a good backup. I, I like that ad. Uh, he'll, he'll help the kid out. 
And then, but they've been busy with free agency. They added a lot of defensive pieces, and like I said, helped shore up that line. So, yeah. Um, NFC North, we got Chicago Bears. They've added PJ Walker to a two-year <laughs> deal, pending a physical. Um, he hasn't completed that yet. Uh, they added Deontay Foreman to a one-year deal, Travis Homer to a two-year deal, and they added a fullback to a two-year extension. And Antonian. Uh, yeah, I haven't got there yet. So they traded for DJ Moore, and they signed Robert Tunyon today to a, a one-year deal. And they also added a guard. A few defensive pieces. A lot of big-name defensive pieces, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, they've done. So, they they've also been uh, making moves. Yeah, and, and signing guys in free agency. So the only one that was a head, yep. kind of a head scratcher to me was PJ Walker. Um, I, I didn't really get that one. Probably like the same same play style as Justin Fields, just but, in case if he gets hurt. But he's not. I, if I had to, if he's I had to sign somebody, it would probably be Teddy. Uh, you know, to be his backup because he's mm. he's going to be similar. PJ is a little bit faster. Yeah, but PJ has no arm. Like he, he was terrible. Accuracy, no accuracy. Yeah. He's got a cannon, no accuracy. Yeah, exactly. Um, but at the moment, they're one injury away from being the, the Chicago Panthers with the PJ Walker, Deontay Foreman, and DJ Moore on the field at the same time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I saw that. So that would be pretty funny. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So the Walker thing was kind of a a head scratcher, but. That's neither here nor there. So they've added several weapons for Justin Fields. They're shoring up, working on shoring up the old line for him. Um, you know that hopefully they're they're going to try and get him throwing more and running less because he he was a decent passer in college. They, they definitely have added yeah. weapons with Claypool last year, DJ Moore now, um, Tanyan, and you still have Komet, right? And Mooney. Yeah. And Mooney. Um, they did lose uh, David Montgomery, but you still have Herbert. You signed Foreman for a year. You know, that they, they've got some, some weapons around him now, so we'll see what happens. Hopefully good things. Like this is uh this is his shot to to do it. If it doesn't happen this year, I feel like they're gonna be scrambling next year. Yeah, I think so. And and they gave up that first round pick, you know, the one on one where they could have gotten a different quarterback. So that'll be second guess from now until the end of time. Oh, if it doesn't work, yeah. yeah. And especially with the way the Bears have not hit on a quarterback in ever. franchise history, really. Yeah, so. yeah ever. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, they've had decent quarterbacks, but they've never had exceptional quarterbacks or, or guys that could even throw for 4,000 yards. So, yeah, we'll see. Hopefully Justin Fields is the first to do that. I hope so. I do. Um, we'll, we'll see. Uh, so we'll move on to Detroit, and uh, they've added David Montgomery to a three-year deal. They added Craig Reynolds. Uh, we signed him. Um, made some defensive ads. Um, Connor, what do you think of the Montgomery signing, and which guy are you looking to draft uh, more, Swift or Montgomery? Hmm. I, I was shocked about this, the Montgomery signing. I really thought they were going to re-sign Jamal Williams because of how good of a year he had. Um, If I were to draft um, either running back on Detroit, 
I would probably go DeAndre Swift because of his receiving upside if I'm in a PPR league. But if I'm if it's like a if it's not or like not a non PPR or half PPR, I would probably go with David Montgomery for his rushing. All right, that's fair, Ben. Uh, yeah, I'm still optimistic that we'll see a bounce back, and Swift is still the better back in my opinion. Um, but I do think that you could probably draft both. Just Swift will be going higher, and he'll be the one that I probably want. Um, like Connor said, for the pass passing uh, upside. Okay. Um, move on to Green Bay, who haven't. They've done a couple of minor things, nothing major. I imagine they're waiting to get rid of Aaron Rodgers and know he's gone, um, so that they know what they have for money. Uh, Minnesota, they re-signed Nick Mullins to a two-year deal as their backup. They signed Alexander Madison to a two-year deal and tight end Josh Oliver, and then they signed a couple more linemen. Um, So Madison deal is pretty good. They keep him there behind Cook if they don't trade Cook. I know they're looking for suitors for him right now. Um, Is he anything more than a handcuff, Ben? No, because I don't think Cook's moving. I think they're in a window right now with the division in flux with Rodgers on the way out where they can win it quite easily, I think, with the wide receivers that they have, um, with the defense improving. And Cousins is pretty underrated, even though I think he's mid. I mean, like, he does okay. Um, He can win that division, I think. With Detroit, it's coming up, but they're not there. Believe it or not, Detroit is all the way uh... there. Detroit's favorite to win that division. Yeah, that's really. Fine. I think <laughs> yeah. I think Minnesota should be. I'd be putting money there as long as Rodgers doesn't come back. I think they're the most well-rounded team out of everyone in that division. Um, I think you're um, gonna see... Minnesota has been releasing a lot of people. Yeah, yeah but they've been re-signing them. Like they re- re-signing a lot of guys. Too. Yeah, they've been dumping them for cap yeah. because of uh, guaranteed uh, uh, roster bonuses. And then they're resigning yeah. them for, for lesser deals. They're making space that way. Like Harrison Smith, they dropped him and they resigned him. Um, who else did they do that with? Not Thielen. Um, no, not no, yet. But it sounds like he might. He they sounds like he might come back. Yeah, they they really? let yeah because they're letting the guys explore free agency and uh, see if they can get a better deal. And they're not. So yeah, Thielen may come back too. Hmm. Okay. That'd be good. Because so, I can't, I can't imagine Adam Thielen in another uniform. No, I. He was good. It would be surprising to me as well. Um, so we'll move on to the NFC South. The Atlanta Falcons. They signed Taylor Heineke to a two-year deal, give him a chance to compete against Desmond Ritter. Uh, but I, I do think Ritter's the starter. Um, they re-signed their fullback Keith Smith. They traded for Johnny Smith, and added a couple linemen or re-signed a couple of their linemen from last year. Uh, they've done pretty good with defensive guys. Yeah, they signed Bates to a huge contract. Yeah. Good for good for them. Yeah, no, they, that was good for them, good for him. Um, so they, they're making moves to make that team a lot better. Much better. Yeah. That, yeah, they, they could be – they could win that division. 
I, I could see him win the division. That, that Depends division on how... is completely up in flux, and right now with uh, the quarterback either, either the Saints or either the Saints, Saints or the Falcons. Yeah, I think, I think it depends on like four teams with really good defenses and yeah. shitty offenses. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And New depends. Orleans is like the only either, one right what, now. Whatever, whatever Ritter or Heineke does, it depends. Uh, yeah. Um, so move on to Carolina. They signed Andy Dalton to a two year deal. They signed Miles Sanders one to year. a four year deal. Dalton's two. It's a two-year, eleven million dollars. Yeah, oh, it was, it, they changed it to two. Okay. Yeah. Um, I read one, but whatever. It, originally, it was one, but it got changed to two. Miles um, hmm. Sanders to a four-year deal, and Hayden Hurst signed a three-year deal, and then they uh, sign a guard and re-sign their center. So, and they've also been yes. making some decent moves on defense. Um, uh, ben, what do you think of the Dalton signing? And uh, how happy are you with Sanders coming to Carolina? Um, so the Dalton signing, obviously, is going to be a mentor, maybe a bridge for a couple games, depending on which of the quarterbacks they took or that they take. That they take yeah. Um, yeah. yeah so, similar to what he did in Chicago for Fields. Yeah, and Fields loved him mm-hmm. as like a, as a mentor, and I think he's – um, well-traveled around the league. So he knows how to be an NFL quarterback. He knows how to be an NFL starter. Um, I like that. I I would have been fine if it was Sam Darnold, but I don't think Sam's had the same success that Andy Dalton has had. He had some good years. Um, Andy Dalton has had some good years. His Cincy. 2014 year was really good. And then he had um, some success taking over for Dak when Dak went down um, and then mentoring fields. So, I like I like that move. That's I'm I'm cool with that. Um, so Sanders was very surprising, um, kind of exciting, and I wasn't going to make any judgments until I heard what the money was. But it sounds like it's um, six mil a year, which is pretty good. Yeah, um, that's so a really good. I, so I like that. Him. He's pretty young, so I'll take him till he till he's twenty eight, twenty nine, I think. Yeah, which is perfect. Like right to the to the end of when you want him, um, and I think after the third year, they're fine to get rid of him without any money um, killing him. And then, yeah, the Hayden Hurst one I really like. I think he's not like a top, top end tight end, but I think he's just really solid. Um, he's a good blocker and he's a good playmaker and it'll be a nice little safety blanket um, for the rookie, kind of like what uh, Carolina did getting Olsen for Cam. Yeah. No, I so like I, all three like of those them. signings myself. Um, this, yeah, yeah, those are good Good pickups. Good pickups. The Sanders deal is ends up being like a little over six, like six and a quarter a year, or something like that. Yeah, six two five. Yeah, uh, and it's only thirteen million guaranteed, so it's a soft deal for the cap. It's a good deal for Sanders, and he comes in, it, which should be the lead. I mean, uh, I don't see Schubert taking a ton of work away from him. You know, maybe the no the, the rushing work on first down, but I think Sanders gets the bulk of that work. And uh, I do like the Hurst signing for them too. So um, move on to the New Orleans Saints, and they signed Derek Carr to a four-year, hundred fifty million dollar contract with sixty million guaranteed. The contract has ends up having like a hundred million total guaranteed. Um, they they re-signed Jameis Winston to a one-year deal. 
They signed Jamal Williams to a three-year deal, which is crazy given his age, but um, he earned that money last year, so he's getting the contract. Uh, Good my, for him. Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a not a big deal, you know. What I mean, three million, a uh, three-year, twelve million, so it's four million a year. So that's not yep. terrible. Uh, Michael Thomas signed a new one-year, ten million dollar deal, and. Uh, I love that this team stays old and cap strapped. I yep. hate them. Uh, Juwan Johnson signed a two year deal as well. So that keeps him there. And then they've added some defensive guys as well. But yeah, like you say, they're still cap strapped. Um, we'll see. We'll they, see they could be screwed, Thomas. honestly. Like they could be, Thomas could be an injury away from no year. Kamara could be not playing for six weeks. Um, yeah, that insane. Like they yeah. could be in a big, big pickle, really quickly. But yeah, it's, but an I easy, mean, it's an easy division, luckily, so they can come out in the second half, which they tend to do. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I like the car signing for for Olave though. Yeah, no, I do too. Yeah, that, and, that, and I yeah, like the yeah uh, the Jamal Williams signing for the time Kamara is going to be out, and then the split that they'll have when he's back. So yeah, um, mm-hmm. and I like them keeping Johnson because we all know how much Carr likes to use a tight end and Johnson had a pretty decent second half last year. Um, so we'll move on to Tampa. They signed Baker Mayfield to a one-year deal and they signed Chase Edmonds to a one-year deal. Um, I'm not excited about much in Tampa right now. Nope. They're tearing it down right now. So they, they have rebuild. To, they had a lot of one year deals and they're yeah. kind of strapped to cast. So they've got to work some things. And I think you'll see them add more people after the draft once they know they need they, to where they're at, what they need. Trade Mike Evans like right now. Oh, I'd love for them to trade Evans. Me too. Um, yeah, I think, I think this is they have to enter rebuild mode because they're not winning, they're not in the position to win right now. No, but they got the right guy quarterback to uh, get them the one on one. So, <laughs> <laughs> yep. And I, mean, I mean, is replaced to, with... to come in and, and uh, compete with Kyle Trask to be the starter. Uh, yeah. So Arizona has added Corey Clement, a couple of offensive linemen, but they're pretty much a uh, second half team, I think, when Kyler gets back. So, not much there. The Rams have been very quiet. They got Hunter Long in the trade. With yeah, they, I mean, Rams. they can't really sign any. They can't sign anyone. No, they're broke. Oh, um, they're in trouble too. San Francisco. That's what happens when you? Well, yeah, they they pay for a Super Bowl. That's what happens. You, you're two or three. They won it. No one, no one can complain. Nope, nope. So, uh, San Francisco, they signed Sam Darnold to a one-year deal. Um, they signed. They resigned their center and mostly defensive moves. They've made a lot of defensive moves so far. Um, but uh, bringing Sam in, in case neither one of the young guys is ready to go at the beginning of the season. So smart. You get a, be- a veteran in there that uh, can at least start the first week or two if you had to, but it has a little bit of veteran presence to help those two young guys out. Man, you know how wild Twitter is going to be when – Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold, and PJ Walker are all starting for teams in the start of the season because oh. that would be that would be hilarious. I just threw up in my mouth a little. 
<laughs> oh my but mm-hmm. Panthers yeah. Twitter would lose its mind. Oh my god, that would be that would, pretty that's funny. Crazy. Well, and don't forget Minshew. Yeah, you know, put Minshew on there too. Oh, because they were all Panthers. I got gotcha. you. Never mind. I'll yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. All right. So moving on to the last team, Seattle Seahawks. Uh, Drew Locke agrees a one-year contract. Geno Smith uh, re-signs on a three-year deal, and they. Uh, sign a, a center slash guard. Mostly defensive moves for them too. Uh, but the big thing for them was signing Gino. So uh, that's pretty much yep. everything for free agent signings up through Friday night of week one. Yep, there'll probably be some more news as we go along. Obviously, we'll we'll report on them. Yep. So a lot of never the- know. OBJ might sign with the most random team. And then, yeah, I mean, a lot of the big names yeah. have, have come, off, come off now. Um, you're going to get a lot of one year contracts coming uh, over the next couple of weeks. Um, but you're going to see the bulk of all of that come after the draft and, and getting into the, the releases for June 1st. And then the guys that they add for camps and stuff like that. So you'll you're going to see us a, a decent lull in offensive talent being signed. For free agency, I think going forward, other than maybe a big name here or there, or the news with Rogers. So, just uh, now's the time to start looking at making some trades and seeing how you value different guys and continue doing your research for the draft because it's going to be a little bit slow for a couple more weeks. So, uh, that's going to wrap the episode. Like I said at the beginning, it's going to be a little bit long, but. We haven't been on for a couple of weeks, and there's a lot of stuff that we wanted to uh, get out to you. So I think it'll be okay. Uh, just, you know, take the long way home. Uh, Connor, any parting words for our guests? Uh, if you want to reach out to me, my sleeper handle is ConnorD55. If you have any questions like about free agency or the upcoming draft, I'll, uh, I'll be sure to get back to you when I can. Awesome. Um, I said for our guests, but for our listeners, Ben. Yeah, no, uh, thanks everybody for listening. Thanks for Connor for joining us. Uh, we'll send some intern work down the pipe down to you. Um, Thank you. you. Find, find me on Twitter at uh, daydreaming FF on, uh, on sleeper at rockstar 12, two K's, two R's. Um, yeah. If you have any questions, you want to make some trades, want to discuss some trades, bounce some, uh, some ideas. Um, I'm always there. Um, pretty active on my phone and uh, my computer at work. Um, don't tell the boss, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm very excited for draft season and uh, the rest of free agency. Um, good luck, everybody, with uh, with your draft prep, and uh, hopefully everyone's making some big trades. Yeah, um, like Ben said, thanks, Connor. Appreciate you joining us. Uh, it's always great You're to welcome. have the intern returning to the show, at least uh, for a few more months before he becomes a real boy uh (laughs) (laughs) you can find me on sleeper at solinator uh you can find me on twitter at the ff degenerate you can find us uh on facebook if you search for daydreaming degenerates fantasy football podcast you can send us an email to the show at ddfantasyfootball at gmail.com we've got our website at daydreamingdegenerates.com 
Um, and if you want to support the show, you can find us on Patreon. I'll also put the link into the uh, this episode along with that poll. Uh, we appreciate any support you want to give. It helps us with the giveaways and drawings that we have. Uh, so thank you all for listening. We'll get the rookie draft preview out probably on our next episode or the one after that. So thanks for listening and good night.